This episode is sponsored by ShopPortuguese.com, home to unique Portuguese-inspired gifts like funny t-shirts, jewelry, books, food, and so much more. Visit ShopPortuguese.com and use code RPortuguesetable, all one word, for an additional 10% off your total purchase. And as always, shipping is free. Welcome to our Portuguese Table podcast. I'm Maria Lott and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or un copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Bom dia, boa tarde, boa noite, everybody, whatever time of day you're listening <laughs> to this. Bom dia, bom dia. Hi, Maria. Hi, um, honey. Good, good. And welcome to everybody out there. We um, we have a really special guest today, don't we, Maria? Yeah, we really so do. excited. So uh-huh. we have Louis Lorenzo, or Louis, as most people know him, Louis uh-huh. Place in Terceira now, but... Um, Louis is uh, original. Well, I don't. You'll tell us where you're originally from, because I actually don't know if you were born here or or born uh, in Portugal, Louis. But you spent many, many years in San Jose, and that's how we know you. You ran Bacalhau Grill for for a few years and really just made it an incredible uh, gathering place for our community. And and so so excited to have you on the show, Louis, and uh, hear your story and your path because you're now in Terceira. So hi, Louis. Hi, ora muito bom dia, <laughs> boa tarde, boa noite a todos também. Um, uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody. Hi, Angela. Hola, Maria. Hola, Hi. Hope you guys are doing okay. Uh, we're in. I'm in Teixeira, absolutely in the, in the Azores. Yeah. Uh, it... You asked me where I was born. I was actually born in Teixeira. Okay. Bandeira Branca, Angra do Iduísmo. And uh, our family immigrated to California in 1980. And uh, I lived in California for 38 years within the Portuguese community. So it was, um, it was uh, like being away from the Azores, but not being away from the Azores. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. our family, yeah, absolutely, our family always... Um, Kept in um, in in touch with our culture, from from the food to uh, the arts to uh, the carnival. Uh, yeah. uh, our mom always made sure that we we got involved one way or another with our Portuguese heritage. Yeah, and I found that when visiting California, I found that even more so than here in New England. I found a, a very um, Everyone there seems to be very proud, very, 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 very proud of where they're from and holding on to that, to those traditions, even though there are some traditions we have to modernize a little and sometimes you have to, to keep some of the younger people involved. But for most part, it is all like still very traditional in so many different ways. Now, I was at, when I visited California, I was at Bacayag Grill. Mm-hmm. And when I was sitting in there and enjoying our, our lunch that we had, my husband was there, the, the production crew was there and, and Angela, and we're eating. And Angela, your name came up then. 
<laughs> so if your ears were, were burning a little, oh, it's a little itchy. I don't know. It's because we were talking about you. And so we're sitting there and she and she was saying, you know, Louis used to own this. And then um, and then he lived here for all these years. And then what he did is he decided, I'm going to go back to Tisera and I'm going to open up a restaurant there. And we're just all sitting there going, wow. We miss awesome. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was like, I miss I miss my clients. I miss my my bon dias, uh, and everybody would walk in and say good morning, Louis. Yeah. Bon dia, yeah. Louis. I, I, I you know what? That's one thing that um, uh, uh, that uh, I, I looked for every single day. Yeah, when I went to Buckley Grill. I mean, I, so not having, so Buckingham Grill and Trade Right Market has, has been there in the community for a long, long time. I didn't grow up in San Jose, so I really can't speak to how it was back in the day. But for those of you out there who remember when Louie had it, and uh, you can absolutely identify with this, that, you know, when you took over Louie, you made it feel like our place, like our, like as a community, it was almost like you were going over to a friend's house, you know, when you walked in because you were always there, you had a smile, you were welcoming. And I mean, so it was so much more than just the fact that it was a Portuguese place and that served Portuguese food. I mean, you really, with the events that you held and you hosted fundraisers and just, oh my gosh, it felt just, you got this like warm and fuzzy feeling, you know, when you walked into the place. And so, I mean, Kudos to you for for bringing that back to our community and and establishing that and and now you know I, circumstances have taken you to to Saida and, and now I can't wait to go to Louis's place because I know I'm gonna get the same feeling when I walk in there right when I go to Saida. I, 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 I gotta say that that is um, which I've shared this with you before that uh, that is the best review that anyone can give to a business owner. Um, to let uh, me know that I made it feel like it was your your space or the community's yeah. space. Because that was the ultimate goal from the beginning. Uh, it was never about me. It was always about the community. Because I feel that my community, Little Portugal, San Jose, it has a really, 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 it's like it's beyond words, a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love that area. I love the people that I, uh, I was serving, I was being friends with. Um, just to let you know, Trade Right Market has been serving the Portuguese community in that same spot for almost uh, 78 years now. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I worked ago. for the original owner when I was going to high school. Oh, get out. That's amazing. I, I've, <laughs> I learned the trade of, uh, of the meat market and Trade Right Market. And uh, I had my career with Safeway as uh, as a, a butcher, uh, a meat cutter, and also had the opportunity to achieve the ultimate goal was becoming a store manager with Safeway stores. And uh, but trade right market for the years that I worked there as a teenager after high school, stocking up the 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 coolers with the juices and mopping up after we closed, cleaning up the meat market. I always had a special thing in my heart. So when the opportunity came to purchase it and and take over the business, uh, because the original owner, his name was Johnny Rose. Johnny, the time that I was a kid back in the early 80s, was the bank, the counselor, 
He loaned money to people to buy houses around that area. He, oh, wow. he, he, I had, I witnessed this. This gentleman has a really special place in my heart. He, back in the immigration days in the early 80s, a lot of Portuguese moved to that area. They couldn't afford to buy groceries every day. So mm -hmm. he was giving them credit. They would pay at the end of the month. And, and, and being Portuguese, and being a young kid with uh, at the age of 14, 15, 16 years old, witnessing his generosity to the community as far as uh, people sometimes coming at the end of the month and say, hey, you know what, I, I can't make that payment to. He would always say this, and this stuck with me the rest of my life. Uh, okay, you can't pay, but let me ask you something. Do you have bread and milk at home for your kids? Hmm. And that to me is... What a huge it is yeah. something you can't you can't teach somebody. That's yeah. right. He, that place is a stable in the Portuguese community in San Jose more than people think think because of his legacy. There's a lot of people in that area that are very established in life, and and in the in the beginning they had a hard times to start their life in in in, in a new world, you know, mm -hmm. and going yeah. to a place like California and San Jose, but he never closed the door. And I've witnessed this when I was a kid. And that to me, I would say, you know what? If I ever get a chance in my life, I want to be like him. I want to treat everybody right. That's wonderful. So That's that was my ultimate goal. That's why my passion for Bacalao Grill. Bacalao Grill came because I have, I love food. <laughs> <laughs> I love eating. <laughs> I love Portuguese food. I love the Azorian style food. I, I you know. And I, and I felt that was an opportunity for me to share uh, home cooking. And when I say home cooking, I'm talking about uncles' recipes, mom's recipes, friends' moms, uncles, dad's recipes that I, I've yeah. learned through my life. And I wanted to share that to, to the masses. You know, sometimes people don't want to fry Spanish mackerel at home. She says, and you know what? Come over here. I'll fry it for you, you know, <laughs> yeah. because of the smell. So Bacalao Grill became part of that, of that passion that I had for the place itself because of Johnny Rose, but also I wanted to um, to make it a place like, honestly, that was the ultimate review that you can tell me. Make it feel like you're coming to my garage and having a home cooked meal. Yeah. That's, that was the ultimate goal. Thank you for saying that. Oh, no, it was, it's absolutely true. So I'm, I'm remembering now, you're making me think back to when it was first, it was just a market, right? And then I think you yes. could buy like some sandwiches in the back or something like that, but it really wasn't a, a restaurant. And I think that's when you absolutely. really, you introduced all the hot food and one of my favorites, which I don't know, did we have it? Um, the Bacalhau tacos? Uh, yes, Maria, we yes, we had them. That's you were like, favorite. you have to have that. You have to have it. So, <laughs> and it was very good. Yeah, the first... tacos put me in the map with the non-Portuguese community. So I was so proud of that. <laughs> I was, you know, uh, Maria, and I, I was looking for one dish that I can cross the borders with my with my Mexican friends, with the South border friends. And you know what's funny? Well, my husband, he's uh, he's English Irish, and so he's sitting there, and of course, he likes bacalhau, and, and um, he likes all Portuguese food. He 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 loves everything like that, and so. We're sitting there and Angela's like, you've got to try the bacalhau tacos. And I'm like, bacalhau tacos? I've never <laughs> had bacalhau tacos. I've got to try this. Uh, and so, of course, Bob's like, well, I'm going to have some too. Do you know, to this day, every once in a while, my husband will go, 
too bad nobody serves a bacalhau tacos around. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That came, oh you know what, that, that, that to me was, uh, I'm very proud of that dish because that dish put me, put me, no, put uh, my little Portugal, uh, especially uh, the business that I own uh, in, within the masses of San Jose because when uh, Metro Magazine, which is a local uh, newspaper in San Jose, uh, found out that I was doing that, they made a, 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 an amazing review. Thank you. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that dish. And let me tell you, that I was so proud to have all these people from outside of East San Jose coming in and to the little Portugal. And then, uh, fortunately enough, for those that do uh, know what I had at Bacalao Grill and Trader Market, uh, Trader Eye Market, we sold exclusively uh, Portuguese, uh, Brazilian, and Azorian products. So, and we had, I had uh, over 300 different uh, uh, labels of Portuguese wines on the shelf. Yep. And, and to have these people come in to look at, uh, first of all, they were coming in with curiosity about the Bacalao tacos. Then they walk in and see this market all this with wine, beautiful, yeah. all yeah. this wine and beautiful colors of the cheeses, the the the, the canned uh, uh, Portuguese sardines, tuna, the coffees. In itself, was was a, was a uh, what do you call it? an experience that they couldn't believe, you know. Yep. So, uh, and that to me is the ultimate when I when I have a non-Portuguese that never tried anything Portuguese, to have them come in and try a fusion that I, I, I came up with, which is a bacalhau taco, so that the word bacalhau in itself, the codfish, got, because they can't get any <laughs> any more pure more Portu- than Portuguese dish right. than bacalhau. <laughs> That's right. You're exactly. absolutely right. So what, know, made you, what made you come up with that dish? And you and you, I know that you use the, the uh, bacalhau gomersa, right, as the base of it, but then you add stuff to it. So how did you come up with that? That has a little bit of a, of a Caribbean fusion to it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I lived in Puerto Rico for about eight months in the Cayman Islands and Jamaica. I was doing some work down there. And uh, uh, the Caribbean, uh, they they have some spices that I didn't know about. And me being a, f- a foodie, <laughs> you know, I, oh, what's this? You know, so, and also, I spent about a year in Mexico. And the Mexico culture to me is, is amazing. And if there's one thing that I miss from being in Cheda, I miss my friends, I miss my family, and I miss Mexican food. <laughs> really saying that saying yeah. that because because you know uh, uh, moving to California at an age of 12 and spending 38 years there you know most of my friends were either Portuguese or Mexicans we 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 went to each other's house they came to my house they had sopas I went to the house I had tacos yeah you know and mm-hmm. that becomes part of my culture also because I, I I'm very proud to say that that I come from an area so diverse that I'm not stuck only on Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to try other things, but I am very proud to say that all my friends from a different cultures they all love my mom's cooking. Mm. You know? so well, that's of course a- they do. Of course. Of course. Now, now, Louis, when you came over, you were 12 yes. years old, right? Um, yes. And when you came over, it was your mom, your dad, and your whole family, correct? Yes. 
Okay. So now you're in California, you continue all those traditions, you're there for 38 years, you have a successful business, you're doing what you've, what you've wanted to do because you've worked in that business for a while. Now, what would make you decide, okay, I'm going back to Tercero? I am so happy that you, uh, that you asked that question. Uh, <laughs> the business was not for sale. The business uh, was finally giving some ripe fruits after seven years. It took seven years to get to the point that I had it. And, and I am very proud of that because a business to survive, you first you have to have a strong foundation. A strong foundation is to build uh, uh, something that the community is going to support you. And, uh, and the community responded very well. I, I'm mm -hmm. very proud of that. Yep. So uh, because of the business doing so well and being well-recognized uh, uh, throughout the Bay Area, um, that was also through a lot of work of using the social media and also using any review that uh, was uh, positively or negatively towards the business. but learn from it and, and and making the right moves to make it work so because the business was being recognized and well spoken of uh, we had i was approached uh, by the current owners um, with a proposal for it mm -hmm. my first reaction was no it's not for sale and then maybe a few days later they came in with another proposal and then talking to uh, partners that I had the uh, uh, money invested also, a decision was made to, um, to move on. And why was the decision made to move on? I'll be honest with you. And the way I looked at it, the, the sell of the business, it was not enough to retire on. But it was enough to give me a couple years of, um, of spending time with my mom. Oh. Uh, mom is getting up on age, and um, for the least uh, 15, 20 years as a Safeway store manager or as a business owner, I, I didn't live with mom, so I didn't spend a lot of time with her. And the way I looked at it, and this is the honest truth, is that, you know what? I can start all over again. I'm young. Mm. This is going to give me a few years where I can spend time with mom. Yeah. Because... When we moved to the States, uh, was mom and my, there's six of us. My, 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 my older brother stayed behind because he had to finish the army okay. here. And my sister was married. So it was my mom, my dad, and my, my two sisters. And my brother, Steve, was made in Satan and born in California. <laughs> so we got to California in August. And Steve was born in October. Wow. So, and then my dad passed away in January. So, <gasps> oh, my God. So, we were in California for from August to January 1st, my dad passed away. Wow. My, oh my mom with the, with the kids of 10, 12, 14, and a baby of six months years old. Yeah. So, let me tell you. And when it comes, unfortunately, we, well, I'm speaking to myself. I can't speak for the masses. Uh, through my life, sometimes I did more for my friends than I did for my mom. Mm. So when I had the opportunity 
to spend a few years with her with no stress about money, I jumped on it. That's why Bacalao Grill is no longer mine. Oh, that's so beautiful. The day that I sold it is the day that I went to across the the church, the Five Wounds Church in Santa Clara Street. I went mm-hmm. to the SATA office and I booked a ticket for her and me to come to Trader for the holidays. And why did I do that? Because when we lived in Trader as young kids, we were a poor family. But the best time that I had in Trader from the time that I have memories from five to 12 years old was during the holidays because my dad and mom always made an effort to have a table set up with Portuguese sweets, mm-hmm. uh, all, the, all the good uh, stuff, yeah. uh, all the great stuff, all the great stuff. So when anybody came over, you know, Misa, which is you know, <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so that to me, as a kid, it was, it was special time for me because we we didn't have those things during the the regular time. You know, like everybody else in Azores, times were not easy. You know, we lived off the land. We lived off having a pig in the backyard, the chickens and the eggs, uh, the coves in the quintal, you know. But during Christmas time, she spent so many times, many hours in the kitchen making little sweets and blushes, biscuits, beijings, chocolates. Uh, and and so when I had the opportunity, I got home and I told her, look, I just sold bacalao grill. She goes, oh, my God, you're crazy. And the second thing, we're going to spend Christmas in China. <laughs> so we came to China. And I was here for about, uh, I was supposed to be here for two months on vacation. And uh, about the sixth week, I had a friend that uh, knew somebody that owned the, the, the present place where I have my business. And she was looking to get rid of it. And uh, one visit, I went to visit him. He says, oh, you like being here in this? Or? I know a friend that has this place, and and uh, you're the right person for it if you decide to, to make a, a change. And uh, guess what? <laughs> I didn't think very hard about it. You know what? I go, you know what? This is goes back to, once again, it goes back to spending time with mom. Uh, her wish was always, always to return to the island. Her wish, uh, not I don't think, not so much to live. But she had an opportunity to have all of her sons and, and daughters together for the first time in 16 years back in the days. And she said, and one day I remember this literally. She says, "The day that I pass away, and the first of you, the first of you that gets a chance to go to Trader, you take my ashes with you, and you get to the middle of that uh, Trader Island, and you just leave all my ashes with the torrings with the bowls." <laughs> so talk about traditional. Oh my god! You know? And so, and saying that, I didn't do it only for her. I don't want people to think that oh, you did it all for no. I did it also for myself. Yes. Because um, when I visit to Seda, I did not expect to see what I saw. The cleanliness of the island, the infrastructure—it was amazing. Just how much the, has changed. The the. Uh, but just because I lived, like I said, in the Caribbean, I lived in, in several islands, uh, island hopping uh, in the Caribbean, they can't touch the Azores. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> no, they I, can't. They can't. No, they, they can't because no. of the beauty, the, the cleanliness, the, yep. the safety, the infrastructure of not having sewers running into the ocean, not having uh, 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 papers on the street. Every freguesia, every little town in the trader, they have three people working for the for the town, and they get swept every single day. 
it's amazing. It's it's and and I, and I was looking at this and I'm going, you know what? That place is available. It's just a coffee at the time. Louise Place was just a coffee shop, a local a local uh, cafe. Uh, a local cafe with everybody smoked in there and having beers and stuff. <laughs> so I, they had a kitchen that was not being used. So I saw an opportunity to to start Bucket Out Grill all over again. <laughs> you know? How serendipitous. And, how serendipitous is that? Because I don't think that you went there with the intention of even looking for a place, right? I mean, No, no I didn't yeah. have no intention to move over here. It was it – was, it was one conversation. I called, hey, Joe, you're home? Yeah, I'm here. Come by, have a beer. And I went by there to have a beer. And then after a couple of beers, this conversation about his friend owning uh, this business. And she was looking. I didn't know anybody because I am in San Bartomeu, Pilat Seda. Our family is from Ladera Blanca, Santosia. I didn't know one person in San Bartomeu. But huh. from my experience in life, from my travels in the Caribbean and in Alaska, you know, I, I don't want to change anybody. I just want to fit in. Right. You know, so I'm not one to, I, 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 I'm very proud to, to be able to say that I lived in places where probably other people can live because, I, you know, you can't change people. It's just you fit in or get out. No, I'm hearing you saying all this. And of course, to me, I'm thinking, well, this makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense because I always say, like, I know I was born in San Miguel, the same way you were born in Tercero. Yeah. That is a part of us. We're part of that island. We are, I can't explain it any more than anytime I leave the island, I feel the island is always in me. I could leave the island, but the island is always a part of me. So when I go there, I feel like I'm home. Even though I feel like I'm home here with my family, my husband, my mm. children, here in the United States, when I am there, I am part of that. I came from that. So I always tell my husband, oh, it's time for us to go back to visit San Miguel. My island is calling me. And I swear <laughs> to God, I say this to him all the time. <laughs> you know, my island is calling me. It's, it's calling me. So when you go there, and you're there for thinking, oh, I'm only going to be here for six weeks. I'm going to enjoy the holidays with my mother. I'm going to be having this, you know, this time with her here. And all of a sudden, an opening is showing the way to like, stay here. That mm -hmm. is your island saying, you're Come home, home, baby. Come home. You're home. Yeah. You're home. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I, that's how I feel it. That's how I see it. Uh, the way I, uh, the way that not after being settled in and, and, and working on the concept that I'm trying to do here at Louis Place, um, the more that I think about, uh, I, I owe it all to to the Portuguese community in California because we never really let go of our culture. No. So when <laughs> I came back, I, I visited Tuscada before on vacation, but I came in a party mood. You know, come here and party, vampostors, you know, the botoradas and all that. But, you know, as time goes along, I came in this time with my mom. And, and I, I, because the other visits that I had previously to the island was more uh, a vacationing. This time was more about getting to the soul of my heritage. Yeah. Last time I came in. So it, it captured me, like Maria, like you said, I think that was the first time ever 
where I, I, I felt the calling. Yes. Previously, previously it was vacation, party time, but coming here during winter time, uh, coming here during the holidays, and, and, and walking downtown Angra, mm. and seeing every single day these choirs mm. singing holiday songs through the streets, uh, the, the parades they do, all the school kids dressed in Santa Claus, <laughs> all the senior centers from the whole island uh, displaying their holiday festivities down the main street. Yeah. All the non-profit organizations having little booths selling holiday cookies. <laughs> That's something that really, that, that, and what, this is, this, this is what I want to be. Yeah. This Absolutely. is what I want to be. I want this kind of life. I want this, this, this sense of, uh, of, of, of Christmas spirit. I want this sense, and, and it has not stopped. Yeah, the it's sense. a sense of community, and you're part it's of that community, community and the story. You and, know? and it's it's actually a continuation of, of very proud of my Portuguese community in San Jose. Uh, I know it's difficult times for so many organizations because uh, having people to run the organizations, but I believe it was Maria that said earlier that, you know, it's time to change some things and things need to be changed so that they don't run into difficult times like most of them are and getting board of directors to, to continue. Yeah. I think that is a, 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 a subject that Angela also has been hitting on for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I see in her post, but I think with time, with, uh, with, uh, with time and also with, with this new generation coming behind us, hopefully they'll have the right answers. And, and cause I don't have the right answer for that, but I, I, I feel uh, the same thing that Maria was feeling earlier is that my last trip to Tuseda, I felt that calling that you mentioned about Maria. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why I made the decision to stay. Like yeah. I said earlier, it was not all about mama. It was also about me. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it worked out for both of us. So she is still there with you, correct? Oh, she's living with me, and I just haven't just finished having this conversation. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn fifty tomorrow. Oh, happy! Right. I was gonna bring that up eventually. Yes, happy birthday, Louis. But happy I had a friend birthday. of mine, my ex partner from Trade Right Market, a good girl. She, she flew in today to celebrate my birthday. Oh, how and, sweet! And 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 uh, and I'm telling, I was, uh, I'm telling you, it's. Um, uh, it's amazing to have uh, friends and, and, and that that think about you that way. Yeah. And um, I don't even know where I was going with this conversation because I get so. <laughs> you, were, you, know? you were saying you were turning fifty tomorrow. I'm turning fifty. Yeah. Yes, and that's wonderful. I mean, how how great! And you're all able to celebrate it there with your mom and. Uh, and your family. I mean, you still have brothers there and sister. No, correct? I do not. I don't have brothers here. I don't have sisters. They're all living in the States. I got sister living in North Carolina. A sister lives in Toronto. A sister lives in Idaho. My older brother lives in Hanford, California. And the only one left in San Jose other than uncles and cousins is TV. So we're all spread out. Wow. But what I said uh, is... Uh, when I came back to the island, I, I'm finding out things about my grandpa, my grandmother that I didn't know existed. That calling just keeps me sucking mm -hmm. me in even more and more, <laughs> saying, you know what? I'm so happy to be here. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's awesome. Well, and if you, uh, anybody that follows you on Facebook will see so many people from California, from San Jose have gone to visit you. And it's almost like, I don't know. I don't want to call it like a pilgrimage, but it's like, uh, it's just every time okay, I, look, every time I look, every time I look, every time I look at pictures, I'm like, holy crap, someone else is there. Like, you know, it's, I'm way overdue to, to pay a visit, well, but love, it's been I, great to see. Uh, I, I, you know what? I have tears in my eyes just because you said that, because uh, I took over this place in May uh, May 15th of last year. It's not even been a year yet. Uh, I From May um, till now, um, I had a summer that it blew me away. You mentioned it. You mentioned it, not me. I had so many visitors from California that came to say, some of them, they even flew in from St. George or Peak. They had to stay overnight because of catching Sata back to Boston the next day. They came all the way from their hotel just to come by and say hi. Talk about being humbled, having tears in your eyes and go, what, did I make this much difference in people's life? Obviously, because I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. and you know what? And I made it a priority to let everybody know that you know, not you know, but I don't want people to think that I'm not for not for propaganda, but just to be so happy to see these people come through to to say hi, and and having taken a picture with them and sharing this on my uh, social media, which is the Facebook and other ways, you know, because I. To see their sons and daughters commenting, "Oh, my dad is there," and so you know, it's it's very special. <laughs> it's it's you know what for somebody like me being here and and, and having these it's, people come to here just to see me, it's 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 speechless. Mm. Well, I can imagine. I can. It's speechless because it makes me think that for what I did, you know, at Bucket Out Grill, it it uh, it. Uh, it follows you. It, yeah. it followed. It followed me, and, and, and it followed me, and, and it's it's amazing. Even right now, during Carnival, you know, Carnival in the Azores, especially in Sydney, is pretty big. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the first yeah. experience that I I don't remember as a kid because you know when you're ten or twelve, you're not allowed to to live very very far. But my first experience to Carnival was now here in Sydney, and. To have people come through like they did also because it came, it's it's like I I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just I I, I want I will basically yes I do know. I want to thank you. I want to thank every single one of them that took the time to think of me and 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 to come by and, and say hi, have a coffee, have lunch, have mm. a dinner. Meu fundo coração, muito obrigado a todos. Sinceramente que yeah. Um, sorry for speaking Portuguese, but I felt that one needed to be said in Portuguese. No, it's this is no. about no, this is we do both. Lots of people, our listeners, That's understand right. Portuguese. So, uh, you know, I, I look at your pictures of the like your Prats do the uh, you know, all the things that you've uh, you've introduced over there because you've transformed it from a cafe into a full restaurant. Right, I mean, it's like it's a it's a cafe to uh, uh, a, a snack bar on steroids. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's more than snack food, right? I don't want to call a full restaurant, uh, Oslo, because uh, uh, I'm, I, you know what, the way that I'm approaching it is the same way that I did Bacalao Grill. I want yeah. the clientele to tell me what they want. Now, if people were to find you on social media, how can they find you, Louis? They can find me easily, easily, easily through uh, Facebook. Yeah. That's what I count on the most. It's uh, Louis Place and some Bartomeu Igatreda. Uh, now, go, uh, and uh, also my private. Uh, briefly, I have not uh, completely my, my webpage yet because uh, I'm not 100% sure yet what my business is. <laughs> uh, and I'm being really honest. I've, I have a concept that has changed already, and Angela knows this. How many times that I changed Bacalao Grill, Angela? In the seven years I was there. Yeah. Uh, it seems like every week I was doing a, a, a construction or taking a wall down or or building a wall or moving shelves. Because, you know what, I want to believe that I'm, I'm going to be successful in business. I want the community that I live in to tell me what they like. And for moving back to the island and moving into a Frexia, a town that I'm not from, a town that I didn't know anybody, a town that didn't have any place where they can consider to have uh, go out and have a lunch or a snack. Um, I started off with uh, one thing. It's already being changed to certain other things. Um, as far as my plates of the day, I have a basic menu. Some of the dishes that I do now, uh, I'm, I'm beginning to see that some of the locals uh, like the diversity of, of me living in California for 38 years and are so loving my, I call, I call it Californian cuisine, you know, <laughs> okay. because it's, it's a mixture of uh, multicultural. I have uh, somebody that knew me from, just to give you an example, I have somebody that uh, knew me from California and she moved here a few years back, way about 10 years back, and she was having a birthday. And she goes, Louie, do you know how to make Mexican food? He <laughs> goes, that is my favorite. So guess yeah. what? She, she gathered 18 of her friends and I made a Mexican night thing. You know? Okay, so where did you get tortillas though? Because tortillas are not easy to come by. It's a, it's believe me, it's available everywhere. Oh really? It's available at the continent. It's available at Guarita. It's available at uh, a little shop in Younger that's called Bocas do Mundo, which is oh, wow. uh, the uh, uh, mouth of the world. He has, I mean, I you know what? I, I, and it was funny because it was I had a few people going, oh, you step here, come the pool to God for you know they. Never had Mexican food, and they go, oh, that's for me to go eat somewhere else after. And those are the two people that cleaned up their plates. <laughs> that's so funny. So, but my basis is still the, I call it Azorian because I consider Azorian dishes the way different than mainland because of living in the Azores, the, the, the raw products are completely different from the raw products in the mainland. I'm telling you one thing, you can't beat the, 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 the dairy products Oh, dairy That's products true. have everyone beat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think once oh people try our butter, um, the butter forget, itself, forget it. It's, yep. it's, it's divine. 
Yes, Let me it tell is. You, the saltiness, really the is. the creaminess, the you don't even need cheese. It's just a nice piece, hot piece of bread and the butter, and yeah. you're done. The so, whole loaf, the whole loaf goes in minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at your pictures though, and I don't see the tacos. I, you know what? I don't see the tacos because the tacos has not been implemented yet. Oh, the tacos! <laughs> the tacos. Uh, just before, like I said, I had my uh, best friend showed up today, uh-huh. and her husband is coming on 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 Sunday. So guess what I asked him to bring? I asked him to bring me one of those deep frying uh, uh, taco shells things so I can make the crispy taco shells. That's one of the reasons nice. that I have yeah. not made the tacos because I don't have the right equipment. Yeah, but someday when he gets here, I'm going to have the right equipment. So <laughs> I'm going to introduce it. I'm going to introduce it. One, I, I'm, I'm doing a talk about food. Being in the Azores, it's uh, uh, especially in Seda. One thing that I found that sometimes you can't give what you want today, uh, because living in the island, a lot of the, the the stuff comes from abroad. Obviously, the raw products, as far as meat, fish, produce, uh, dairy, are available every day. But as far as uh, uh, spices and uh, and different kind of things that you get used to in the states, you kind of have to to uh, uh, work around it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing like working with fresh produce that has not been sprayed with chemicals. Right. <laughs> it makes a big difference. Uh, for those of you that uh, have uh, Maria, Angela, and the people that are listening to us. Those of you that visit the Azores, the lifespan of a lettuce is not three weeks; it's two days. Right. And that's the way. As that's the way it should be. Right. You're absolutely right. You go into uh, those farm stands. You go into the farmers market, and you're getting it freshly picked that morning. Uh, I mean, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. You can't beat. That's one thing that uh, uh, because living in the states the time that I did and and dealing with food pretty much all my life. As a, uh, a butcher, meat cutter, meat manager, and also as a, uh, a store manager, I always worked in the food industry. And when you have a piece of lettuce that lasts two weeks, something's wrong with it. Yeah. And okay. I remember saying, uh, 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 somebody, it was actually an old Italian man that uh, I used to know back, back home. He goes, if you buy a piece of cheese and after a week it doesn't have mold on it, don't eat it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so processed. It's so over-processed yeah. that yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, the meats, I mean, when you eat a, uh, a beef, when you eat a steak in, in the Azores, you know, those cows were grass-fed. Uh, they're not, you know, if you are eating the chickens, you have an egg, even an egg. The yeah. yolk is like an orange color. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's like so more, more orange than the sun is. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you forget how real food is supposed to be, how food is supposed to be. And then that is without chemicals, without additives. And it's just, it's just amazing, amazing food. Amazing. I, I just hope, I just hope that, um, that uh, the local community can keep hold on to that because that is the difference. That is the difference when people come here and they sit at a table. Doesn't yeah. matter if I home at, at an uncle's house or, 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 or 
aunts or cousins, when they have a salad, when they have a, 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 a the tomatoes here, or ladies, or, or, or ladies, let me tell you, <laughs> a, a, a tomato sauce, it's it's just the flavor is just amazing. Yeah, uh, just a simple thing as a tomato, simple thing as a tomato. <laughs> You can. Uh, now, of course, I'm, I've, when you said you can go on to Facebook and it is called Louis Placed, Louis Placed Restaurant and Cafe. That is yes. your page. So I yes. just went on it to just look at it. And I'm looking at all the pictures of all the food that Angela has said. Oh, my God, the food. And it's only like five ninety five in euros, which is, <laughs> like, you know, it, it, you, you think of it. And I'm looking at that yeah. plate going, oh, my God, it's uh, it's amazing. And one of the pictures I just saw was of shishash, which yes. is, of course, you know, the fried uh, horse mackerel. And it's the tiny little fish that you, you know, when it's done right and it's fried and it's so crispy, you eat it from head to tail. I mean. Oh, you can't beat it. You can't beat oh, it. Oh, you can't beat that. I, I, especially, especially, Marie, if you get a nice little uh, red onion, a, uh. little bit of, a little bit of uh, Portuguese olive oil, some vinegar, yeah. some salsa, which is a parsley. The and chop up a little garlic. You chop up a little garlic. You make a bull crew. Mm. And you put that sucker over the shags. Oh, oh baby. Oh, God. That's so oh, good. Baby. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, you know what? It, there, there you go. It's the simple things in life. Yeah, it really is. It's the simple things in life. <laughs> to me, she uh, has wonderful memories of my yes. mom frying it up and eating it and all that stuff. So, And I know, Angela, this weekend was the first time you ever had it. I know. I, see that I was a little scared, I got to say, but they <laughs> were good. And, yeah. I, and I, I love how you tagged me and said, hey, I'm doing this for <laughs> you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because we just talked about it on another podcast. Um, you know, the, the fact that I haven't had them. Because I've just always, I have to say, I, you know, I was never an adventurous kid when it came to eating, right? Like, and I have to, my daughter, she'll at least try stuff. So I, I love that aspect of her little personality. But, you know, the the fried head and people, oh, yeah, you just eat the whole thing. I'm like, ugh, no, I just could never do it. But <laughs> I, I tried it and I like them better than sardines. So sardines just have such a strong flavor. It's a little too strong for me. Um, like I'll have one, but then I'm good, right? But no, the shishados were actually really good. I, I, I would eat them. I would, I would do it again. It's, uh, you can't be uh, now because we're in Azores. I mean, the unfortunate thing about it is um, uh, one thing that I did find, uh, seafood in the Azores is, is amazing. But unfortunately, it is uh, sometimes out of the reach of the local community as far as prices went. Really? Uh, yeah, because it's, it, it, uh, the, the, the export market is so profitable. Uh. That they sell that's outside it. first before they do inside. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that's one thing I'm finding out. Unfortunately, mm. but um, but you know what? It is so cool to go down just three minutes, four minutes away from uh, Louis Place, and you go down to the coast and you see people out there with the little uh, fishing poles and they catch 15, 20 shafts. They have their dinner. They're ready to go, baby. And <laughs> that to me is the ultimate. You know, <laughs> and that to me is the ultimate when you when you you know. Uh, when your neighbor comes knocking at your door and he goes, "Hey, here's some uh, galapagos or some uh, chefs," and and they just caught it like an hour ago. Mm, nice. Know? That's about the part about living in the Azores is you have the opportunity to do that. You know, it's, well, uh, you know, now I'm going to put this out there because I know we've talked to other people before in our. This is now in our life. I mean, 
I know with Angela and I, we've talked about this and that is, you know, how would it be to go back and live in Portugal, in the Azores? How would that be? Even if it was like, you know, half of the year or a few months or whatever it is, but actually to go back, if, if people out there, let's say, let's put it this way, Louise, if there are people out there that are thinking, I would love to go back, what would you tell them? First thing I would tell them is, um, first thing, first question I was asked, how do you like to live in confined spaces? <laughs> Secondly, you know how my, my, you know why I said that because my my older brother asked me that, and now you know how I responded to him. I looked at my life in California, and basically my whole life I lived around Little Portugal, which is maybe a two mile radius. Yeah, it's what I did in those two mile radius. That's where I lived day in day out. So that island looks huge now. <laughs> you know, because to be honest with you, we all we all do that back in the states. We live within. We have our houses. Yeah. We we need to go to the store. We go to the closest store. We need to go to the local, uh, uh, get a coffee. We go to the closest coffee shop. So living in the island is not a, nothing different than living in a big place. The only advantage you have is you want to take a weekend off and travel four hours in the car. You can do that. In the island, you can't do that because you're going to end up in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> But the mentality to answer your question, Maria, is is can you handle living a whole year with within uh, within the space that you you can find in? And that to me was very easy to answer because I lived. Uh, the only reason why I got out of my neighborhood was to go to work. Yeah, you know, I got on the freeway with traffic. I went to work. I came back home. I needed to get a coffee. I went to Cafe Clint on the corner of 33rd in Santa Clara. You know, uh, I needed to go watch uh, Benfica play. I went to Casa Benfica on the corner of 24th in Santa Clara. Yeah. So right if we if if we really look about it, we actually live on a daily basis within a limited a limited amount of miles. Well, it also you depends know? just kind of where you are in life. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're young and just starting a career and, you know, want to travel the world and things like that, then obviously any island, not just I, the Azores, it's not going to be a place for you to go and settle. Uh, right. You hit it right on the nose. Also, too, at the age that I'm in, uh, the experience of life and to move back to the Azores, either you are retired and you have a set income coming in. Uh, are you already well established where your bank account reflects that? Or in my case, I invested my money in the business where I think I can make a, a, a decent living. Uh, I don't want to, uh, you know what, we all need money to live. Yeah. And I need money to live here in the Azores also. Oh, yeah. But That's I didn't come to the Azores to be rich in money. I came to the Azores to be rich in life. And that's, I get in my car, like today I had to go to the airport to pick up Maria. From some Bartomeu to the airport takes about 20 minutes. But those whole 20 minutes, I was looking left and right, looking at the green fields, at the, at the rock formations, at the cows, at the, at the cabras, cabrits, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. also people that live here, they lose that focus that, that, you know, they have the same mentality that we have back home. And the area that I lived back home, back in the Bay Area, there's so many beautiful 
places that you, you don't see every day because you're just trying to get from point A to point B. You, yeah, no, I agree. Know, you know, I, and, and it goes back to what uh, I believe was Anza was saying. That's where you are in life also that you're going to accept making the move to the Azores or not. I Believe me, this winter has been phenomenal because I've never seen a place so green. In it's the amazing. I have an example. In Sobartumil, they have two cavaders, which is two creeks. When it rains, it's just beautiful, natural waterfalls, little waterfalls. The, 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 the rain comes from the middle of the island all the way to the ocean. And I went down there and I made a little video and I actually posted on Facebook. A video and took some pictures and I gave back to my, to my, well, I was going to say, I grow, holy moly, to Louis' place. <laughs> <laughs> I gave back to Louis' place and uh, they're watching natural, they're watching the Discover Channel, something about uh, uh, Australia. And they're watching a river. And, and I, I hear the comments, oh, look how beautiful it is. And I shut off the TV and I go, Zeke, that's beautiful. I go, look at it. I just did this three minutes ago about a three-minute walk from here. That's more beautiful than that. But you guys don't see it because you live all your life. You don't realize it anymore. Mm, isn't that the truth? And that's unfortunately, not unfortunate because a lot of them do. But in my case, coming back home, now I get, I see it in a different way, you know. The, the, not only Cheddar, because I'm only speaking from Cheddar, but I have the, the opportunity before to travel several other, several other islands. They're all, all amazing in their own way. They're amazing. They're, they're beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. just to see the, the green and the, and, 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 and the trees full of uh, that uh, moose. I can't even say what the, what the English, the, the moss, the, the moss. green moss growing. Growing up the trees and it's mm. it's beautiful. Now, I know. Beautiful. Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm I've been filming and we we're going to be doing a um a program on PBS called Maria's Portuguese Table, and even though season one has not aired yet, uh, it'll be airing God willing spring of this year, and uh, but we're already talking about season two, and season two. I was talking to um, my producer the other day. And so we're putting together our wish list for season two. And season one, I was in San Miguel because I had to start where I started. And that is where I started. I started in San Miguel. I said, but for season two, I'd like to do, I'd like to film in the other islands. So I had mentioned it also to, um, to Angela. And Angela's like, oh, my God. When you go to Tercero, because Tercero is on that list, because when you go to Tercero, you have to see Louis, because Louis will be your guide there. He'll tell you where everything, you know, and he'll he'll cook with you, because um, and so I'm looking at you know, God willing, season two, and we I get to film in Tercero, Louis. So we're going to meet. We are definitely meeting. And you, need to film. you guys need to make the tacos. How about that? Oh, my God. I would love to. But, uh, uh, Maria, I am telling you, that would be a pleasure. Uh, uh -huh. that was, and, and I'll be honest with you, moving back to Tshada at, uh, at a late age in my, in, in, in my life, I'm still learning about Tshada. Yeah. 
it's 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 like I'm exploring the 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 place that I was born all over again, because yeah. uh, there's places like I said in this island, like in the other and and all of the others, that are just pure pure amazing. Yeah. And regarding to the cooking thing, one of the best things I ever done in California was having the experience of sharing a segment with uh, RTP Azores where I did a, uh, a cooking show with, um, uh, with one of the, of, of the Azorian TV people. And, okay. and that to me was awesome. So I will be happy as hell <laughs> to be with you. Okay, folks, you heard it here. When I'm into Sarah filming for season two, Louie and I are cooking together. There it awesome. is. Awesome. And I'll talk tacos, baby. <laughs> oh, and my husband will be thrilled. My husband will be thrilled. <laughs> so we're, we're coming up on on um, on our time, but oh, I are. have a couple of questions. So I'm curious, one, when you did move back or when you went back to visit that first time, did you have something either new or that you just had never tried before that you ended up loving? Like, did you have... Food-wise, you know what I mean. Like, was there something that you had never seen or or tried that now you're you love and maybe that you even serve? You know that uh, uh, that's a good question because um, uh, I've when I came back, one of the things that I don't remember having as a kid was crackers. Oh, I love. I was going to ask about that because I've seen you. You have some pictures, and I was. I like, love and, uh, those. I love those. Love those. Yeah, we talked to uh, Jeremiah about those. And I'm telling you, man, uh, Seda during the summertime is torados, 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 torados. It's bull fights on the street every single day, and uh, I don't ever remember having those before. And I'm telling you, that is so freaking delicious. The, the taste of the ocean that you get from them. Yeah, it tastes it's, like lobster, doesn't it? It's just it's just enough salt. Yeah, it's so good. It's mm. it's like uh, I, I it's like an oyster on steroids. It's like mm. uh, it's like uh, a lobster uh, that just made perfect. It's yeah, it's, it's like it's a lobster angry. crab. It's a crab. It's, yeah, it's it's like uh, the best crab you can have. Yeah, it, it's the best best marisk. Yep, I agree. That I ever had. I agree. So that that was one. And also being living in California for so long that uh, you kind of forget how good lapas are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not those are things I have tried before, but being here consistently every day and and having the right person show up at your door and, and going uh you know, so we should compare lapas and you look at them, they're looking at you going, oh, baby, bring it on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know, here I had always thought that you, like, the only way to eat lapas was raw because no, the only way I'd ever know. seen them was raw. And so when we went to Terceda and had them cooked, holy mother, they were so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I actually had them. Um, one mm. of the best ones I had was in San Jorge where they grilled them. Then they have this... Uh, Little buttery, lemony, garlicky, yes, uh, right. right on top. Oh, right on top. Uh, little pieces of garlic right on top. Oh, mm. god, mm. delicious! Yeah. yeah, so that those are the two things that came out of the ocean. One thing that I really, really, uh, also, uh, going back to the nature of things, 
the pork meat, absolutely delicious. Yeah. The beef, uh, going back to what Maria said, and unfortunately in the Azores, they don't mature the beef enough. So the what I do here at Louis Place, I buy my pieces of meat and I have to to mature at least for a week. Because the meat here in the Azores are processed at the uh, at um, at the plant today and tomorrow they're in the market. So it, it has a tendency of not being cured yet. Interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the uh, the beef from the Azores are very well uh, spoken of in the mainland because there's a reason for it. There are processors at the plants. They go to the port. They wait a couple of days before they get shipped out inside of a container. And then it takes about seven days to get to Lisbon, another two days. So by the time they get to the restaurant, they're being hanging for about a good 10 days. So... So if you all know that uh, beef that is air-dried or, 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 or hanging to, to let the muscle relax more, it becomes more tender. So in saying that, what I do here at Louis Place, I buy, uh, I buy the pieces of, of the right part of the, of, the, of the cow that I want, and then I let it air-dry for at least 10, 12 days so I can have a really nice piece of meat. Nice. Now, to answer to answer your question, I found that the pork meat here is phenomenal. <laughs> by the way, yeah, not surprising. Not surprising, not surprising right? Uh, uh, not surprising. Surprising. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love twashmas. So guess what? Now, nice so, now that you guys have mentioned that, my friend Maria came here today and she came to celebrate. So today we're having brussella oh. with uh, with eggs from the backyard. <laughs> with pomelo, <laughs> with pomelo, oh batata doce that's been oh, the, the picking of potatoes now, and a nice line of Portuguese wine. Oh, that's going to be our dinner tonight. That <laughs> sounds wonderful. Yes, and that's the beauty of, ladies, that's the beauty of living here, is that I don't have to travel 20 miles to go get that stuff. It's, it's, it's a half a mile for me. At the mm-hmm. market or at the local butcher shop, or well, or a neighbor comes by and goes, uh, you know, a cove, so you have any any cove? And then five minutes later, show up with a bunch of cove. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> well, I have I have one question for you, Louis. Yes. And I think we're going to wrap up a little bit after this, but I have this question, and that is, what does it mean to you? What does it mean being Portuguese to you? What does it mean to be Portuguese to me? What it means to be Portuguese? It, it means, first of all, family. Yeah. The power of, uh, of, um, of having your family behind you in any situation. Mm. Uh, I've, 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 I have success in life and I also have downers in life. And if it wasn't for my family, I wouldn't be what I'm at today. And I think the 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 our Portuguese heritage uh, teaches us to no matter what, it's still your sister, it's still your brother. Um, down deep, and unfortunately, I hope that uh, that. People that are hearing us talk about this 
because what my Portuguese heritage taught me is never turn your back on your brother or sister. And I hope that I can touch somebody or someone that might be in a, in a situation or might be in a situation to help out a brother and sister to really think about it because you know what? Life is too short. The decision that I made to spend the time with my mom, I, I let go of a baby that I created, that I gave birth to, and it was just about to walk, which is Bacala Grove. But I did it for a reason. I did mm -hmm. it for the sacrifice that my mom made for us when we went to the States, and also for me. When I say for me, is because the enjoyment that I'm having in spending the time with her, it, it all comes back to what she did for us when she could. Mm. And that is being Portuguese. Mm -hmm. Being Portuguese is sharing also my 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 experience in, in, in food. Because there's no more Portuguese than going to somebody's house. They automatically want to feed you. Come sure. <laughs> You know, yeah. that to me, uh, how cool is that? I mean, that, how you, cool can't is get, that? you can't get any more Portuguese than that. The, the hospitality. I'm telling you, I came to this place of Bartomeu. I didn't know one person. And to be and to be received the way that I am in this community and to be accepted into being a business owner and also uh, being part of the community because I'm, I, when I move into, I'm also getting involved with certain things in this community that I want to be. I want, I want to help. I want to help uh, explore. I want to help. I want people to know that Sobat Mil Ilatsheira is also a beautiful place where you can come and visit. There's so many things. They have a museum here in town. They have an imperial. They have a church that in the front of the church it says 1500. That's been built, was built in the 1500. Yeah. You know, the history, they have the rivers, they have, you know, uh, being Portuguese is being involved, being involved with the community, being involved uh, with your culture, being involved and 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 uh, share what what we have to offer, and and that to me is 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 what being Portuguese is. There's no better feeling than having a, a, a German or somebody from Holland or somebody from uh, Spain. Which uh, right now the Azores are being very, uh, very big on you know, travel from Europe to come through, and 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 they love uh, uh, a cafe or a galon, uh, a cajada nata, pastel nata, and to see those face light up when they're 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 putting those tastes in your mouth. So it, 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 that that what it means to me is sharing the food. And and don't turn your back on your, on on your brothers and sisters. That's what being Portuguese is to me. And That's it's so simple. Can't get any simpler than that. That is beautiful. Yep. That's very true. I mean, it's very very true. Very. It, it, we're the ones that complicate everything. <laughs> that is that you hit you hit it. That's a whole other podcast, Louise. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know what, and unfortunately, it took me like forty-seven years to learn that. <laughs> hey, but you know what? The thing is, is you learned it. There are some people who are in their nineties and they still haven't learned it. 
So yeah. it doesn't matter how long it takes us to learn it. The key is to learn it. So Absolutely. That's wonderful. So to be in Portuguese is actually is to be grateful for the past generations. For oh. teaching you the person you are today. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, oh. look, look, look at what we do as immigrants. Hmm. Look at what you are doing right now. Right. What you're doing is is working very hard every single day to promote our culture. And where where do we get that from? We get that from from uh, from our past generations, from our our mom and dad, grandparents, uncles and aunts. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. so being Portuguese is it's history because. As Portuguese, we have a longer history. Some good, some bad. Yeah. But we 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 did change the world at one time. Yes, we did. Um, yes, we did. And we 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 carry that with us. Absolutely. And we're gonna continue we're to carry the world with this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember saying, "Okay, this will be the last one." So I'll let you guys. Uh, uh, if I may, uh, I, I, I don't know if this is the end or not, but uh, uh, I want to thank you, both of you, and also Scott for working with us on this. Yes. I want to thank you for everybody that uh, are listening, uh, listening to us. Muito obrigado. I want to personally thank you for everyone that has visited or planning on visiting uh, Louis Place in the near future. If you get here... And the concept is not completely done because I'm remodeling this place seems like every week or something changes. Uh, I want to get it right because I think that Bucket Out Girl got to the place that it did. It wasn't because of me. It was because of the community that that showed me what they wanted. And uh, eventually I'll get Louise Place in, 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 in the right concept. But um, I'm one to believe that uh, uh, I want to give to the community what the community wants, and, and I'm willing to wait for that to learn yep. that. So, yep. Well, uh, I that's a I think that's a good note to to wrap up on. And 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 trust me, Louise, we always talk about how we could literally have episodes that last two, three, four hours. Absolutely. <laughs> but then I think our listeners would turn us off for sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One thing that somebody teaches me is short and concise and to the point. <laughs> right, right. So, but uh, this has been awesome. It has been so great to hear your voice. Yes. We, miss you, we miss you so much out here. But and and, happy birthday. And happy birthday, yes. I'm just so immensely happy for you and the success that you've had with Louis Place and uh, bringing a little bit of uh, California to Trisada as well, <laughs> you well, know? Well, thank you for saying that, because actually the rules changed. And, and Bucket Out Grill, I brought a little bit of the Azores to California. Yeah. Now I'm a little bit of my Californation to the Azores. Yeah, yep, for sure. I love, it. I love sure. It. And so to our listeners out there, if you find yourself in Trisada, head over to uh, Sao Bartolomeu, I think is how you say it. Six, yes, Sao Bars. Bars. <laughs> uh, head over to that little town and look for, for Louis's place uh, and say hi to Louis for us and give him yes, a big hug. Absolutely. And, and um, who knows, maybe by then you will have uh, tacos on the menu and you can enjoy some, uh, some tacos. 
<laughs> that is so awesome. I'm so happy you guys brought those up. I seriously. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I, I, time goes along, you kind of forget some of the things that you did. I and know. I, you got to bring very, it back. And I'm very proud about those, believe me. I'm so happy you got to bring it back. Well, thank so, you again, Louie. Thank you so much. And no, thanks no, yeah. and thanks to all of our listeners out there for hanging with us for another episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And please, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please do so and get others to subscribe, uh, friends, family, anybody interested in uh, hearing about the Portuguese American experience. And uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes, really, really important, everybody. I know we you know hit this uh, message every time, but it really does make a big difference. And thank you to those of you who have uh, given us a rating or a review on iTunes. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. So if you haven't, take five minutes, please, and, and write us a quick review and let us know what you think. And of course, if you have any thoughts on who we should be interviewing or you have some questions for us, uh, we actually just uh, recorded a, a question and answer episode. Yeah. Uh, that we will be posting soon. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, yes. We'll be doing another one. And uh, but I think with that, it's a it's another wrap. Another great episode in the books. Yes, and, I agree. And uh, até a próxima, Maria. Até a próxima, querida. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até, Até a próxima! próxima.